What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of SGC Speaks, a sports and entertainment podcast. I'm your old Simon Cotton, and yeah, let's get to this wrestling stuff. Now, today we are bringing you part two of the series, The Road to Lesnar Reigns 2. Talking about the build-up to WrestleMania 34 and the presumed main event between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. I say presumed because we don't know that it's going to be the main event, but of course we all do. <laughs> I heard I heard some rumor that Ronda Rousey was possibly being considered for the main event with that mixed tag match, and uh, I'm just let you know right now, if that happens, I'm just going to turn it off. One, because Ronda Rousey clearly ain't that polished in the ring right now. If you saw that Samoan drop she did the other week, which was which is weird enough. And then second, you telling me we did all this all this sacrificing of Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman. Everybody getting beat with one F five. We did all this build up so that Roman Reigns wouldn't be in the main event. At this point, I just want the thing to be over. But having it not be the main event would be anticlimactic. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, neither this match nor AJ Styles Nakamura is looking to have a strong build up. But at the very least, at least Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar has history. Even if that history is pretty stupid, which we will get to in a second. So last week, Roman Reigns reintroduced the lazy part-time narrative into the conversation with Brock Lesnar, discussing how Lesnar didn't want to show up, even though he was advertised, and how that and how Roman Reigns had been busting his butt every week, and, and how Brock Lesnar is isn't worthy of respect, and he's entitled. He called him a bitch and all that other stuff. Really, just playing off of the argument from the wrestling fans who've grown tired of Brock Lesnar, specifically around 2016. Especially after the Dean Ambrose match, it was like, wow, that should not have been as bad as you think it is. Because when you think of this destructive dude like Brock Lesnar, you think of Dean Ambrose, this crazy CZW wrestler, you would think they, that's some calamity, some hardcore match that a rival Edge and Mick Foley would come about. And instead, we get every other squash match Brock Lesnar's had in the past couple of years, except it's longer. <laughs> so yeah, reintroducing that narrative got Roman Reigns some cheers and... With this week's segment with Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns talks about that same narrative again. Brings up that whole part-time and not wanting to be here and be motivated, etc., etc. So this segment closed out Monday Night Raw, and it's worth mentioning that the segment from last week featuring Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon had about 155,000 more fans watching it than this week's segment with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. So, Ronda Rousey is clearly a draw, and there's a lack of interest in this program that you can see, or at the very, but to be fair, this week started off with a lot less fans. I think last week's Raw started out with 3.5 million, this week started off with 3.4, so you're going to lose more with the people not watching. But even still, that is, a, that is something to talk about. But let's get to the segment. So, Paul Heyman comes to the ring. He drops the title in the ring and says he touches that title because Brock Lesnar allows him to. He reminds us of the UFC jump that is kind of sort of still possible, talking about how in a couple of months, Brock he, he could bring in the Universal and the UFC Championship too. A, same, a similar promo point that he made during the build-up last year where he talked about Brock Lesnar, well, not last year, in 2015, when he talked about Brock Lesnar unifying the WWE World Heavyweight Championship 
and the UFC championship. And another thing that I took notice of was the fact that this segment was once again pointing validation, uh, bringing validation to an accomplishment from Roman Reigns or making Roman Reigns look better. Now, what do I mean by that? When I looked at all the segments Paul Heyman was involved in leading with Roman Reigns, most of them have a tone or an overall theme of validation. The Raw after the Royal Rumble, Heyman praised the Samoan family and talked about Roman Reigns' accomplishment and compared Roman Reigns to Brock Lesnar from 2002. And that's a pretty big compliment considering how much Brock Lesnar accomplished that year. He defeated Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and The Undertaker that year. That's, so that's a pretty, pretty big accomplishment, a pretty big comparison. He kept saying that he would bet against Roman Reigns versus any other guy in history, San Martino, Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and all these other ones. He also said that Roman Reigns is the most likely to live up to any of the hype that a Brock Lesnar opponent would have. So there's a lot of validation in this. And this week's validation came from talk of Roman Reigns defeating The Undertaker. Because everyone remembers, heading into WrestleMania 33, nobody was really looking at Roman Reigns beating The Undertaker as an accomplishment like they would have in the past. Not because Roman Reigns beating The Undertaker in any other point in history isn't a big, or rather, I should say, not because beating The Undertaker isn't a big deal, but because of who The Undertaker was at the time. When Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker, he was fresh off of a string of great matches. He he didn't look like he used to in his prime, but he was still he still looked like the Undertaker. He was built. He had everything going for him. He had into WrestleMania 33 looking kind of weak, and as a result, he got beaten by Brock Lesnar after the concussion and the three F5s and all that. You 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 fast forward three years, and the Undertaker that we got had a bad hip, taking pain injections just to stand. And he's getting beat on savagely with a chair by this 30-year-old in his prime. Like Roman Reigns isn't out here fighting a qualified opponent when he's fighting The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. He's assaulting the elderly. Which is one of the reasons why people didn't look at him the same way they looked at Brock Lesnar when he defeated The Undertaker. One, because no one's ever going to look at you the same way for doing something that somebody else has done. It's it's noteworthy, but you're not going to be looked at with the same shock and awe especially since everybody expected to just go around anyway. But Paul Heyman took it upon himself to try and revalidate this accomplishment by saying that The Undertaker is The Undertaker 24 365 days a year. But then we get into the more interesting parts of the segment between Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman talks about how Roman Reigns called Brock Lesnar a bitch. And then he says a whole bunch of other uh, interesting stuff about the universal title. He says it's Brock Lesnar's bit. The title is Brock Lesnar's bitch, and that Roman can't take her away from him. And I know some that was that was clearly meant to draw some heat from fans, especially women, for for objectifying the title and looking and comparing it to a woman. I su- I suppose how, how men objectify women is the best way I can describe it. Uh, I hope nobody really took this seriously. It's just, it's just, it's just stupid, stupid. Hey, let's get him, let's get him over by making Lesnar hated. It's just, it's just getting heat, I suppose. 
And then he, but then he tries to uh, to validate the Universal Championship as the top title in WWE. Um, the WWE Championship exists. Your client held it three years ago. Now, if he was trying to suggest that because Brock Lesnar holds the Universal Championship, it's the most important, that would make more sense. But he didn't even attempt to make that correlation. He simply laid out the fact that the Universal Championship is the top title in WWE. Now, let's look at the past... What was it? Five champions before... No. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Goldberg. There's only been three champions prior to this. So, so let's look at the past three champions to hold the Universal Championship. Finn Balor wins the title and has to vacate it the next night due to injury. Kevin Owens spends the majority of his championship reign, no, I'm sorry, all of his championship reign getting assistance from other people and never defending the title on his own. And Goldberg wins the title via distraction against Kevin Owens and then loses to Brock Lesnar. Now there's name value in the people I've mentioned. There's star power there. But would you can but let's compare that to the WWE Championship. Bruno San Martino, Macho Man Randy Savage, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Brock Lesnar, John Cena. Like, there's a lot more names attached to that title than the Universal Championship. Even if you if, even if you name some of the worst championship champions to hold the WWE championship in the past couple of years, like let's say the Miz, Jinder Mahal, like even even with those even with those people like that holding the titles far before they're ready or holding a title they have no business holding, the Universal Championship still doesn't compare to the WWE Championship because that title's been in existence for decades at this point. And then Paul Heyman made some weird reference to a scenario in which Roman Reigns wouldn't be able to go home and visit his family member being being the WWE World Champion or being the Universal Champion. Which I guess is alluding that something like that happened for Brock Lesnar at some point. I know it happened with Daniel Bryan, but I guess it happened for Brock Lesnar at some point during his contract or his run with WWE since 2012 or something. I don't know. Then Roman Reigns made his way down to the ring and made Heyman pick up the title and show it some respect. Because apparently Roman Reigns respects the Universal Championship, the title that was literally brought in because he he because he and Seth Rollins weren't able to beat Dean Ambrose at the Battleground pay-per-view. Which is odd. And then he says that we just want Brock Lesnar to show up. We want him to be here. And then he says... So when Lesnar is called a bitch and all this other stuff, he sends Paul Heyman to make his rebuttal. As if Roman Reigns skipped the entirety of the buildup to his match at WrestleMania 31. Let, let me, because I write some, I wrote some of the interactions down. So there's the Raw after the Royal Rumble where Paul Heyman and Lesnar com- confront Roman Reigns. Then there's this Raw episode of Raw in February where it's just Paul Heyman. Another episode where it's just Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns doesn't even come down. Another episode where it's just Paul Heyman. Another episode where it's Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. 
And then the Raw before WrestleMania is Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar. So out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven segments, Brock Lesnar was in person for two of them. And Roman Reigns is somehow upset that Paul Heyman was sent to offer a rebuttal. As if Roman Reigns doesn't understand the entire purpose of managers. Okay, sure, whatever. But I think the most important thing coming out of this is that next week in Detroit, Brock Lesnar will be in attendance and he is scheduled to have a face-to-face interaction with Roman Reigns. Now, history shows us this is going to end one of two ways. Either they're going to sit down and talk or they're going to tug on the title belt like two women fighting over a purse or two dudes fighting over a pair of Jordans. Hopefully, neither of those things happen and we get an actual physical altercation. Because if my memory serves me correctly, Brock Lesnar is only booked for one more Raw after this, which I believe is the Raw before WrestleMania. Now, I might be now I might be missing an episode, but even then, that's only three segments with these two in the ring. Two people heading into the main event of WrestleMania 34, the biggest professional wrestling show in the history of professional wrestling. Gonna be eighty, gonna be some sixty or seventy thousand people in attendance. This is the big show that's been built up. Meanwhile, it's only being it's only been like two three weeks of any type of semi build because you can't have a build up without the person who's challenging for the title or the champion. You just can't. So, looking at it right now. Uh, there's still no excitement for this match. There's, they haven't done much to show you that this match is going to be awesome or to prove to you that, hey, remember the match in WrestleMania? If I was WWE, I'd be reminding people of the match they had at WrestleMania 31, talk about Roman Reigns' growth and how this fight is going to be even more chaotic, how Roman Reigns has got, has got even more in his arsenal to use now, and he's going to use, he's going to, he's not going to give up now. He's more, he's stronger, he's faster, he's everything else. Like the way, the way, uh, John, like the way JBL always talked about John Cena, he was like, hey, the Cena I faced in 2005 is way different than the John Cena we see now because the John Cena we see now was X, Y, and Z. That's the thing they should be doing. Like They should be showing segments. They should be video segments of Roman Reigns training, putting in work, lifting weights, and all this other stuff. The fact that they continue to not do this and to put interest into this feud is really vexing. So next week, I'm hoping that they do better and I'm hoping that they inject some life into this feud so we can finally feel like it's WrestleMania season because neither Raw nor SmackDown has truly done that. I feel more excited for NXT TakeOver and I don't even watch television for NXT regularly. So that's all I got to say about this week's uh, segment with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. As I said earlier, praying for something good to happen between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar next week. But that's all I got for you today. Follow me on Twitter at SGC Speaks, Instagram SGC Central, my photography Instagram at SGC Photographs. And of course, you can catch me in the Wrestling Squared Circle Group. I'm always talking about some stuff there. I might have something else to discuss with you. I know the pay-per-view, the uh, Fastlane show is tomorrow, so I might be doing a review of that. Not sure. I'll ultimately decide later on. But that's all I got for you. Thanks for listening. Peace out.